Blog Talk Radio.
Good morning, good morning, good morning. Oh, my God. God has been so good to us, and he is truly a good God. I am so excited about this being another day that the Lord has kept us, another day that he's blessed us to see. This is the fifth month, my God, the 15th day of 2022. We will be in the sixth month of this year. It seems like the time has just flown by. My, 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 life is truly like a vapor. That's a whole nother message. So. I'm going to turn this program over to Minister Sheila so that she can pray for us and with us, um, and we can um, get into what we have from the Lord on today. Minister Sheila, are you available to pray for us and pray with us? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am, we can. Okay, thank you. Uh, I just want to apologize for one. I'm at work, so if you hear any background noise, please excuse me. But I want to thank the Lord for blessing us from seeing another day, another Sunday, another day of life that was not promised to us. Another day through his love, mercy, and devotion to us to bless us with another day of life. Lord, I give honor to you. Without you, we would not be. Without you, we would not have breath. We would not have life to be here with you and to enjoy the love and the mercy and the joy you have made for us, that you have made this earthly planet, the sun, the moon, and the stars for us to look up and worship and to know what miracles, what blessings, what you can do for this world and for your sons and daughters that's in this world. Lord, I thank you for blessing us, for making us a life to live and to, to understand, to treasure the moments that you have given us. So God, I thank you, and I thank you, and I thank you. I thank you for apostle elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser for able to bring this program to us so that we can worship and cherish and praise God together. I thank the Lord for this family that he's left us in to knowing that there are so many families up here in this world all over that he has blessed that the devil was trying to take over, trying to control. But, Lord, we thank you for blessing us. And I thank you for blessing me and took his bloodline spiritual family because I don't know without this bloodline family that you blessed us in, what family would I be in? What family would we be? What would we be doing? Would we be praising your name of worshiping and the devil and the hatred and the ugliness in this world? Lord, I thank you for blessing us and I ask you to bless these families that are so corrupt, so controlled by these demons and these devils just thinking that that's the way of life to hurt people, to misuse people. No matter what it is, man, woman, 
black, white, whatever your creed is, whatever your religion is, whatever nationality you is, they can just misuse you. But some are so misusing their own race, their own color, their own people for pawns and games because of the devil that's in their heart, mind, and soul. But Lord, I ask to bless us all, to remove this ugliness from these people. Keep your sons and daughters safe if you have been so far to keep them from these devils. Because although they will make something look so beautiful, so much in temptation, so much of things that's supposed to be so beautified, but only to learn when you transform to the devil. It's all ugly in the end. God, I thank you for blessing us all. Of course, we elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, Prophet Antoine Thomas, Pastor Troy Thomas, Minister Sylvia Kaiser Wright, Minister Brandy Kaiser, Minister Margot Montgomery, Reverend Pastor Lawrence Seabury, Mother Missionary Evangelist, leaders of our family today to bless them all, to bless them. Tony Montgomery, Linda Handy, and for all that I've mentioned and didn't mention, Dr. Serena Wright, Lord, I need you, and I thank you that we all need your blessings and your love and your direction. We ask you as we wake up for us today, what, how do you want us to do? What do you want us to do? Show us the way, Lord, because we want to choose you. We choose your ways. We just need your help, Lord. We need your directions. We need you to show us. Because we want to be real with you and to show you we are real for you because you are real for us because yet you give us life another day. That's for me. Did not have read the Bible this morning when Genesis people lived to be 800, 900 years old, 700 years old. Lord, I just thank you to make another day. For yet back in beginning of time, people worship you, but yet the devil controlled and taken over so many. But yet, Lord, we know you have control. You can take over all. You give us the choice, but, Lord, we need you to help us to see that your way is the right way. Your way is the only way of true love, beauty, and acknowledgement where you can be treated right, but the devil will mistreat you wrong. But, Lord, we need your help. I thank you for blessing my sisters, my brothers, nieces, nephews, granddaughters, grandsons, uncles, aunts, cousins, all my bloodline family and my spiritual family. And, Lord, I ask you to bless the young men and women going through their proms, graduations, to whatever acknowledgement they are getting to better themselves in education in the way of life and to graduate to fields of acknowledgement of growth to improve their life in the world in the right way. Lord, I thank you, and I thank you, and I thank you for giving us life today. In fact, I cannot thank you enough. For God, I thank you and ask you to show us the right way for what we all might think is the right way that is not right for you. We need you, Lord, to show us and correct us and to show us that what all we do 
We need to pray to you and ask you, is this the right way? Is this your way? Is this the way we need to do it? But, God, I thank you and ask you to bless this government and this law enforcement to have their hands sick people that is so racist, hatred because of your color of your skin, hatred because of your sex, your religion. But, God, we need you to bless us and let us know we are all one under you. And we need your help. We need your mercy and we need your guidance. And Lord, I thank you. And I thank you. And I ask that each and every one of you praise the Lord for yet yeah, we didn't have to be here today. And I give honor and I ask that we all listen to each and every Sunday morning for the possibly elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, nine thirty AM Central Standard Time. Ten thirty AM Eastern Standard Time for Let's Talk. And on Monday nights, which is Blog Talk and Facebook with Iron Sharp and Iron, with Minister Sylvia Civ- Minister Kaiser Wright is the uh, MC, the speaker of the program that has many wonderful and beautiful speakers with knowledge to teach and to help us understand it. And I believe this Monday night would be Minister Margaret McCoy, a mighty woman of God with a word and knowledge and encouragement. And on Friday night, which is blog talk and also Facebook, at uh, nine, oh, Monday nights is, I'm sorry, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And on Friday nights, which is on blog talk and Facebook, with Let's Talk with Minister Sylvia Kaiser Wright and Prophet Antoine Thomas. It's a double hitter, both man and woman, with mighty words and spiritual teaching of the Lord our God and Father, which is at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And our foundation of Scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things shall be added unto you. And if there's any corrections or anything I might have missed, please forgive me or correct me, because I can't stand to be corrected with no default. It might be the wrong word, no upset, because we all need to be able to help each other and appreciate the sun. We'll see you make mistakes, hear you make mistakes, and have it as a lasting gossip and conversation instead of trying to help you. And we all need help to improve. We are not all perfect. There's only two perfect in this world, and that's God our Father and the Son, Christ Lord Jesus. But it's them, they can correct you and send you the right corrections, the right angels, the right ones to correct you in the right way where you can benefit more ways than one. But like I said, I thank you, and I thank you, and I thank you. And God help us through the rest of this year, because as we know, the devil gets busy. It's getting warmer. The kids is getting wilder, letting the demons and the devils control them to come against each other when we need to come together with each other. But Lord, I thank you, and I thank you, and ask you to cover us all and bless us and keep us in your hands, because we need you more and more each day as you give us. And I thank you, and I thank you. Amen. Back to you, Apostle. 
Amen, amen, and amen. I thank God, I thank God, and I thank God again. You know, today is going to be an interesting message, and it's going to be an interesting word, and I thank God for it. I thank him um, that he has allowed it to be today, today, today. So if I had to give you a name for today's message, for those of you listening on the World Wide Web and those of you listening via um, blog talk and those of you listening via any other mechanism, whether you're listening to it in the archives or whatever, I would say that the message is, do you know the difference between a heavy load and a stronghold? Are you identifying mine or your own? Mm, My God. The various assignments and jobs in this world and in our bodies are more or even uh, different than what we sometimes realize they are. We have an assignment from God to love him and to love one another. But yet the enemy of our soul will have us concentrating on the perversion of that love and the strongholds that appear to be stalking us. Whether they're stalking us because they're in overproduction or underproduction, they're still assignments of the enemy. So when we look at the world, we see greed and pride and and cults and people doing this and that and prices going up and down uh, for oil and gas. And we see people creating wars and sending in invaders that used to be allies, whether they were soldiers, airmen, sailors, military units, Coast Guards, Air Force, Army, Navy, National Guards, Peace Corps, whether they were people that were working for the city, the municipal, the federal government, local or various other jobs, whether they were doctors, nurses, um, infantry, cavalry, firefighters, or pilots, they're now, in some cases, being used to pervert the very purpose and the assignment of God. But what's interesting, and like I said, work with me on this, because I'm going to be going a few places to bring it to the conclusion. See, when we have things that we eat or drink that uh, come into our bodies, we have the ability to eliminate these things that are trying to invade our bodies, whether we throw up or whether we uh, it comes out in urine or whether we have, a, as the people would say, a number two or a BM, or whether the white blood cells in our bodies will fight against these impurities and these infections, and we see it through fevers and swelling and things of that sort. Or we sneeze because something's gone into our nose that doesn't belong there. Or 
we're running in a formation and we can smell the garlic and the alcohol that's seeping out of the pores of the person running next to us whose liver has already tried to eliminate this thing that's tried to invade our body. Or we're around our house and we're mopping and we're cleaning and we're wiping stuff down with these various disinfectants, bleach and um, um, the various uh, awesomes and all these other things that we've been given and that we've created. Or we're pulling up the in, uh, the weeds and the various things that uh, try to invade our gardens and our flowers and our fruit and our vegetables. Or, or we're spraying insecticides or or we're dealing with something. We have the right to vote, and the reason we have the right to vote is because of the political agendas of motives of people in the past that have uh, operated in hatred and microaggressions and jealousy and covetousness and, and lynchings and things of that sort. So those people were deflecting their angers. They were deflecting what was going on with them, whether it was pride or arrogance or insecurities, or, as Minister Sheila said, gossiping. And sometimes the person that's talking about the gossiping is the gossiper, but that's a whole nother message. And then sometimes we have the people that are dealing with the stronghold or are lying, like they lied on Emma Till in order for him to be lynched and the lack of unity in the community that allowed them to lynch him. Uh, uh, We have uh, various people that have been murdered in our family, whether it was our cousin Bonnie or, and we've had buddy uh, various people that have had various lifestyle choices that are uh, not lining up with the word of God. So these are things that have been perversions and, and, and things that have, cause the various stronghold or heavy load in our lives that we didn't really need. We have people that have been hooked on drugs and alcohol, and they're still hooked on these various drugs and alcohol, whether it's prescription or whether it's the street ones. We have people that have been victims of gangs or they participated in gangs. We have people that have dropped out of school because of various illiteracies. But we also have those that have been walking around in pride through their intellect because of their education. We have those that have been allowing the enemy of our soul to allow them to misappropriate their monies and their wealth instead of investing in their family members, instead of investing in the community of their family. Many of us have all of these beautiful, lavish homes and cars and things of that sort, but yet we still have those that have need of food, that have need of shelter. I'm not saying that all of them that have need of food and shelter deserve it because many of them have done it because of their drug addictions and things of that sort. Because remember, we're talking about heavy loads and strongholds. So many of us can say that we've helped out our sister and our brothers and our cousins and our nieces and our nephews, and we have been building up the community in our family. Many of us can say that we've taught the word, we live the word, we struggle with the word, we've allowed God to perfect us in his word, but yet we're still being perfected. Now, Isaiah 53 and 5 says, but we, but he, excuse me, was wounded for our transgressions, and he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of his peace was upon him, our peace, excuse me, and his stripes 
with his stripes we were healed, and we are healed. Do you know that you're healed? First Corinthians 6, chapter, verses 19 through 20 says, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is within us and within you, whom you have received as a gift from God, that you are not your own property, my God. You were bought with a price. You were actually purchased with the precious blood of Jesus and made his own. So then honor and glorify God with your body, every element of your body, not just with your mouth, not just with your mind, with your hands, with your feet. 1 Corinthians 10th verse 13, I mean 10th chapter 13th verse, there hath no temptation taken you but such as common to man. But God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able? But will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. Think about this. Think about those strongholds, those distractions, those heavy loads that have been in your life, not in my life, not in your sister or your cousins or your uncles or your aunts or your mama or your daddy or your neighbors or your friends or your foes. Think of those things that have been sent by the enemy to distract you. I'm not even going to call them out. I want you to think about it things that were sent from the enemy of our souls, the enemy of our God. Selah. Think about it. Now think about the weapons of warfare that God has given each and every one of us, such as prayer, individually and corporately. Praise, individually and corporately. Worship, individually and corporately. And the ability for us, individually and corporately, to declare and decree the word of God. Now let's go over a few definitions, and then we're going to go over some lyrics to a particular song. A heavy load. It's a great weight. It's hard to lift or carry. It's a heavy load of great amounts and quantity and size. It's extremely large. It's massive. It has a heavy weight, such as a heavy snowfall. Now, the Urban Dictionary says that a heavy load is the release of a hot, steamy pile of crap in one's undergarments. (laughs) My God, that's a whole nother message. Mm, mm, mm. But remember, today's message is about a heavy load or a stronghold. And although it may not be in your natural undergarments, it may be in your spiritual undergarments. And that's a whole nother message. Or asking a lot of someone. Has someone ever asked you something that 
it's a very large thing, but it's something that they wouldn't even do. So there are sometimes people will ask you to do something that's a heavy load. Well, years ago, the mighty clouds of joy wrote a song that said heavy load. The beginning of the song, heavy load, is sung twice. And then it says, I got rid of my heavy load. And it talks about heavy load again. And then it says, I got rid of my heavy load. And then they clap their hands. Somebody don't know what we mean. They're still singing a song. When we're talking about a heavy load, we're talking about a heavy load of sin that's gone because of Jesus. My God, thank you, Lord. And then it goes on and it talks about if I call your day the day you got rid of your heavy load. You ought to come down here and grab me by the hand and tell me that God has lifted you up from your heavy load. On Monday, on Monday, I got rid of my heavy load. And then it talks about on Monday again, it says, I got rid of my heavy load. Then it talks about on Tuesday, I got rid of my heavy load. It talks about on Wednesday, how they got rid of their heavy load. And then they're preaching about this day when God Almighty got rid of his heavy load. And they say, on Thursday, I got rid of my heavy load. Let me hear, do we have any Holy Ghost people here? I need so more holy people here. Let me know you've been born again. On Friday, I got rid of my heavy load. Say it again. On Friday, I got rid of my heavy load. On Saturday, I got rid of my heavy load. Say it again. On Saturday, I got rid of my heavy load. I need about 10 Holy Ghost people that know that they have been saved. On Sunday, I got rid of my heavy load. And then it says heavy load about seven more times. And then it says always have God to help you remove it. And it talks about heavy load two more times. And he says, I got rid of it. Heavy load, say amen, say amen. I feel better. On Thursday, I got rid of my heavy load. Ain't it good when you don't have to carry that heavy load anymore. If somebody's sitting by you and don't feel like praising the Lord, you know what you ought to tell them. Get out of my way, a heavy load. He lifts up the load. He lightens that heavy load off my shoulders. Heavy load. I got rid of my heavy load. I'm glad. God's been good to me. But what I like about the lyrics of that song, it talked about how Jesus gave us the access to get rid of our heavy load. It talks about it every day of the week, that it reminds us that it's a constant battle. It's something that we deal with Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, there is no day that the heavy load doesn't come to try to distract us. It is no day that the strongholds don't come and try to take us over because without God, 
those heavy loads can, can become overwhelming. Without God, those heavy loads can take us out of here emotionally, naturally, and so many ways. There's people having heart attacks because they're trying to carry their heavy load. There's people snapping out and killing people via road rage and various things because of those heavy loads. There's things that we keep forgetting, things such as Second Samuel 22 and 2 through 3 says, He said, The Lord is my rock, my refuge, my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold, my refuge, my savior, and you save me from violence. See, God is supposed to be our stronghold. God is supposed to be our refuge, not the things that the enemy has put in our lives to distract us, because even Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5 in the message version says, oh, my soul, bless God, from head to toe. You hear that? From head to toe, I'll bless his holy name. Oh, my soul, bless God. Don't forget a single blessing. He forgives your sins, everyone. He heals your diseases, everyone. He redeems your you from hell. He saves your life. He crowns you with love and mercy, a paradise crown. He wraps you in goodness, beauty eternal. He renews your youth. You're always young in his presence. 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 through 5 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons, my God, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God in the pulling down of strongholds. That's right, those strongholds that may cause you to be insecure. That's right, those strongholds that may cause you to doubt. Uh huh. Those strongholds that may cause you to be selfish instead of selfless. Those strongholds, we have a mighty God that helps us pull them down. And then the word goes on to say casting down imaginations. Uh huh. Don't worry about what people are saying and are doing because they're going to lie. You're in good company. They lied on Jesus. They're going to gossip. They gossiped about Jesus and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So bring those thoughts into the very obedience of Christ. Don't worry about what people doing. Don't worry about what people saying. That's their job when they want to be used by the enemy. I know, I know sometimes these people don't want to be used, but they've succumbed to the perversion of what the enemy does. He doesn't want you to love your neighbor, my God. He doesn't want you to encourage your neighbor. He doesn't want you to pray for God to help your neighbor, not to cuss them, not to kill them. He doesn't want that. Ephesians, Sixth chapter, verses 13 through 18 says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil days. I haven't done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having on your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. My God. 
above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Uh Uh-huh, the fiery darts of this, the fiery darts of that, those evil thoughts that the enemies will have you to think in your mind, to conceive in your heart, Uh uh-huh, and take on the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. When he wants you to think about the evil, I ask you and challenge you to think about the word. When he talks about this or that, say, but the peace of God says pass all understanding. And when he talks about this, say, but God says that he will create in me a clean heart and a right spirit. Uh I'm praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Romans 12 and 2 says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect ah, in the will of God. My God, my God. First Thessalonians, fourth chapter, verses 1 through 18, we're just going to go over a few of them. It talks about finally, uh, believers, we ask and admonish you in the Lord Jesus. You follow instructions you receive from us about how you ought to walk and please God, just as you are doing. It talks about the purpose and the living and the gratitude that we're to give to God. It talks about the commandments of God. It talks about the authority of God. It talks about how we abstain and set ourselves apart from sin, the sexual immoralities. It talks about how we uh, sin against our own body and holiness. It talks about how we're to be separated for the very purpose of God. It talks about the lustful passions. It talks about the sexual misconduct. It talks about the transgressions. It talks about how we're being warned about the impurities that the enemy will try to get us in, whether it's public or private ones. It talks about how we need to reject and disregard the things that are come against God and his Holy Spirit. It talks about the overcoming of the temptations. Don't you know that the enemy of our soul wants us to concentrate on the heavy load? The enemy of our soul wants us to concentrate on the sin. But see, we're to do what 1 John 1 and 9 says, if we confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Remember, we talked about how the liver cleanses the body of the garlics and how uh, it comes out of our pores and how it cleanses us of alcohol. We talked about how even uh, uh, the various uh, white blood cells fight against the, the things that try to invade our body and it's shown through swelling and it's, it's shown through Uh, the various fevers, but guess what? It's still being shown because it's being cleansed. So in the natural, we need to know that God has set our bodies up to uh, go against and to uh, destroy those things that are trying to invade and trash uh, pass in our families, but and they're trying to trespass in our minds, and they're trying to trespass in every element of our lives. But we realize that Hebrews 11 and 1 says, Now faith 
is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Can you see the word working in your life? Can you hear the word working in your life? Whenever the enemy tries to remind you of this and that, are you reminding him but the word of God says? Yeah, we know the enemy knows how to pervert the word of God, but can you remind him still that the word of God says, and the word was made flesh and it dwelt among us? Can we remind the enemy about all these strongholds that you have tried to pervert. It just won't work because it's part of the spiritual warfare that have been sent against the people of God to cause us to uh, uh, doubt the very understanding that we were taught by our mothers and our fathers in the Lord. Don't you know that when you focus on the very root, the very faulty pattern of thinking, the lies and the deception, the primary weapon of the devil, that then when we do that, we can also know that we can concentrate on building those blocks that God has given us to build up the wall against those things because he's trying to pervert the word of God the same way he tried to pervert the word of God when he talked to Jesus in Matthew 4, 1 and 11. See, you are amongst good company. When he tried to uh, come against Jesus' hunger, when he tried to come against uh, Jesus' thirst, when he tried to uh, go against that very thing that we hear about that's called gluttony, we have to know that he even talked to him about the bread. Come on now. He even talked to him about uh, the very thing that uh, came against Moses. Moses was told to speak to the rock, but he smoked the rock. Don't you know you're in good company? My God, don't you know that the power that God has given you to say a thing and to create a thing is in his word? Don't you know that because you are the king, because he are the king's king, and don't you know that he is our God, he is the Lord of lords. So just like Jesus was in good company, when he was with the Holy Spirit that was with him in the desert, you're with good company because you have the word of God dwelling on the inside of you. You have the weapons of his warfare dwelling on the inside of you. Why? Because you can resist the devil and he will flee. The word says, submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. Don't you know when you come nigh to God that he's going to come nigh to you and he's going to purify your heart. He's going to take care of that double-mindedness that wants you not to submit to God and resist the devil so that he can flee. See, we can't be flirting with sin. We can't. Because we're not uh, made to flirt with sin. We're made to love God, to love his word. Because, see, when you look in a bucket, you'll see a little drop of water, another little drop of water. See, you're flirting with the water. And now all of a sudden, that bucket is overflowing. So when you have a little bit of sin, and then a, a little bit more sin, it takes you over. But when you get a little bit of the word, my God in heaven today, but then you get a little bit more of the word, don't you know that the Lord will become your stronghold and that he will take care of the troubles that are in your life? Don't you know that if you get a little bit of the light and then you get a little bit more of the light in your life, that now you don't have to be afraid because the Lord once again is your stronghold. 
My God, don't you know that a little in the hands of the master is much. Don't you know that a little bit of the Holy Ghost on today and a little bit more on tomorrow, uh, a little bit of the word on Monday, a little bit of the word on Tuesday, a little bit of the word on Wednesday, a little bit of the word on Thursday, a little bit of the word all month long, a little bit of the word all year long, a little bit of the word throughout your lifetime, and then you become strong in the word. You become steadfast in the word, and now God is your stronghold. Now the Holy Ghost is your stronghold. And every time the enemy tries to remind you of this and that, you remind yourself of the word. You, Every time he tries to remind you of the sins that you've committed, you remind him of the redeemer of those sins. Don't you know that every time he tries to remind you of this in your bloodline and you're lacking this and you're lacking that, you let him know, but you are the little king of the king. You are the little Lord of the Lord. And don't you know that when you and God are one, that it's more, that it's greater than anything. Psalms 144 and 2 says, He is my steadfast love and my fortress my stronghold, my deliverer, my shield, and he in whom I take refuge. That means you're you're living there. You're abiding there. You're hiding in him and his words hiding in you so much so that it permeates from your very sweat glands, just like the sweat when the person was uh, running in the formation and I could smell their garlic that they had been eating all week long. I could smell the alcohol that they had been drinking all week long. Don't you know that God can smell the word that's coming from your pores? Ha! God can smell and it's sweet aromas to him, the word of God that's coming from your lips. Don't you know that God can see the word of God that you've been meditating on day and night. Don't you know that God can see and smell the very things that's in your heart because it's the word of God. 2 Corinthians 3 and 17 says, now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. I turn it back over to you, Minister Sheila. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the words. The teaching, the blessings from their message, and I thank you, Apostle. I thank you, and I thank you, and I thank you. I just want to say to each and every one of you, the lines are open for your statement, your testimony, your remarks, or just words to say. The lines are open. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. There is freedom in the word. There is freedom in the word. We thank you, God, for that that message on today, for the word that you are our stronghold. You are our refuge. 
You are the place that we can run to. You are almighty, all-loving, all-knowing God, and we thank God for the word that came from your servant on today, the word to encourage us to run to God. He is our stronghold. When you think about strongholds, so many times we think about weaknesses and we think about the problems and we think about those things that we're struggling with, but God is our stronghold. <laughs> he is our stronghold. He is our strength. We don't have to carry the load. He's there for us if we just let him be. Hallelujah. If we just let him hold us, <laughs> he can hold the load. Thank you, Apostle. Thank you. Hallelujah for that word. I needed that today. I needed to hear that today. I know that there are others that needed to hear that word. God is our stronghold. And we need not fret and we need not fear because we can abide in him. We can abide in his peace and we can abide with freedom. Thank you, woman of God. Be blessed. Be blessed, O God. Amen. I'm at work this minute for Sylvia. All I can say is glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you for the word. Okay, don't drop today because I have no room to keep it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Minister Margot McCoy and Minister Sylvia. Kaiser, for all the statements, remarks, and testimonies, and I thank the Apostle for the message today because we all need to know whatever you're going through, no matter what it is, how heavy it is, how light, whatever it is, before the the devil can take control to turn your faith and your health, go to God because no matter what it is, he's going to rescue you and take you through all. Okay. And I would like to turn the program over to Minister Margaret McCoy and ask her because she pray us out and have an all-blessed day and to remember God is what no other one can be. Okay, hold on a minute, sir. We thank God for Minister Sheila. We thank God and we ask the Lord to bless her for her commitment and her dedication to this program that even though she is in a place of dizziness, and that she is still holding up the name of God, that she's still blessing him and worshiping him in the workplace. That is beautiful. We thank God and ask the Lord to bless her employer for allowing her to be part. May God bless him or bless them, whoever is that supervisor or that individual who has allowed this, God, meet their needs. Touch them where they need to be touched on today. And if there is another word from Apostle, do you have anything else you'd like to share with us before we leave on today? I would just like to remind everybody um, just what Minister Margot said. Our stronghold must be God. Not, uh, as she said, how the enemy has perverted it for us to think about the strongholds of deflection in this world, but our stronghold must be God. 
And if you didn't hear anything else, hear that. Because even in a war zone, whatever the stronghold is, will be the place that's so fortified that the enemy can't get in. Let's fortify ourselves in the stronghold of God. That's all I have, Minister Margo. Amen. That 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 that's powerful. Fortify ourselves in the stronghold. I don't think there's anything that needs to be added to that. Just to remember, as Apostle uh, said through her word, every day meditate on the word. Every day speak the word. Every day keep the word strong in your heart, in your mind, and on your lips. That's how you fortify. That's how you build up. That's how you grow. Be blessed in the Lord. Be blessed in the Lord and abide in his stronghold. God bless the saints of God. Be blessed. God loves you. And we love you as well. And remember, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all the things, all the things that you have before him will be added. God bless. Amen and amen.